have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. <laughs> Jason Burmes. And who loves you? And who do you love? Good morning, everybody. I am pumped up. It is Reality Ramps with Jason Burmes, redvoicemedia.com slash Jason for the second uncensored hour. Although if you're not a premium subscriber, you're going to get a free second hour anyway, because two weeks ago we did a broadcast and we released them for free. So at least go to redvoicemedia.com, check out all the free stuff where you're gonna get news you're not getting anywhere else. And this is, in my opinion, a huge story. No one else seems to be talking about. In fact, I almost went live over the weekend, but I was a little burnt out. As a lot of you guys know, I also have been uh, substitute hosting over uh, American Media Periscope for Making Sense of the Madness. If you are a Rock, Rockfin uh, subscriber, ton of that stuff, nowhere else. Uh, not going to find it on my Rumble. Definitely not going to find it on my YouTube because it's just too risky. Uh, but you can find it over on Rockfin. So at least give a follow over there. And basically, uh, everything's premium for a couple days, and then it goes free. It's even less time than over at Red Voice. So there's a bunch of stuff, Making Sense of the Madness, some really good interviews, by the way with people like uh, Trevor Loudon, who talks about the China angle a lot, where, you know, I put him on the spot a little bit and say, hey, aren't these things beyond nation st states? And really, uh, China as a nation state is just the model. Um, he certainly doesn't feel that way, but we had the conversation, really good conversation. Also uh, had a conversation with the gentleman who wrote The New Abnormal, The Rise of the Biosecurity State. And to bring that in, they brought you a bot army of fake doctors that got retweets like you wouldn't believe. And Jason Burmas can't get that kind of retweet action or like action. I promise you that. And no one seems to be reporting on it. Now, I did some digging uh, because this is the story right here. I actually uh, put it in the chat over at YouTube. These doctors pushed uh, masking, uh, lockdowning uh, on Twitter. Turns out they don't exist. San Francisco standard. So right away, I want to know, is this a startup? 
because I, I've never heard of the San Francisco standard. Is this a fake news site? What, what are their politics, et cetera? And you go to the website and it's actually like, if you look at it, it's, it's based in a lot of local media. Okay. Pretty straight news, pretty st straight news. So it's not a satire site. It is a recent upstart and it is funded by a billionaire, uh, Michael uh, Moritz. I have no idea what this guy's about. There he is right there. This gentleman right here. Sir Michael Johnson Moritz is a Welsh billionaire venture capitalist, philanthropist, author, and former journalist. Um, for me, uh, somebody like that probably has just seen uh, San Francisco go to shit, okay? Because this is a, uh, like, March of 2021 is when they, they open their doors. So they're pretty new. They're pretty new. This article is a powerhouse of an article. And I wouldn't be bringing it to you. Uh, and and focusing on it this much. And we are, I'm going to read it top to bottom because it, it's that big a deal, unless it was that big a deal, period. And, and you give props to journalists, no matter what outlets they're on, when they do a good job. That's why we go to the Signature Reduction Army, uh, America's Secret Military over at Newsweek. Don't necessarily love the narratives pushed over at Newsweek, certainly. Great article. A great piece of journalism. They're still out there. Uh, Alan McLeod over at, at Mint Press has been doing outstanding work on the muskernuts. And by the way, uh, myself, I believe uh, Derek Bros, James Corbett, Ryan Christian of The Last American Vagabond, and Whitney Webb are going to be having a roundtable Thursday night. I'm not sure where it's airing. I'm sure I'm going to record on my end as well. On Elon. Just, just pros, cons, everything that's out there. But you wonder why this story isn't out there now. Look, I don't even know that this has really been covered in the alternative media. I've seen the screenshots. Uh, I, I think the screenshot slash uh, link to the article caught my attention. And I, I gave it a retweet here and a post over on uh, Facebook, maybe Thursday, may, Friday latest. Okay. So I, I don't know if there's anyone in, in the uh, alternative media that's covered this. Certainly not in the mainstream. Haven't seen it anywhere. Should be a huge story. Okay. so. I expect Tucker to get a whiff of this eventually, maybe even feature it tonight if he didn't feature it Friday. I don't think he did. I'm pretty sure I watched the show. Uh, but here we go. We're going to read it. So uh, this is Matthew Kupfer. I don't know much about him. I'm sure uh, I'll be following him on Twitter after this great piece. Last month, Dr. Robert Honeyman lost their sister to COVID. They wrote about it on Twitter and received dozens of condolences, over 4,000 retweets, and 43,000 likes. You know what? How, how much my Twitter does on that? It doesn't. It doesn't happen there. No. Excuse me. Exactly one month later, on December 12th, Honeyman wrote the, uh, that another tragedy had befallen their family. Sad to announce that my husband has entered a coma after being in the hospital with you know what. The doctor is unsure if he will come out. They tweeted, this year has been the toughest of my life, losing my sister to this virus. This is the first time in my life I don't see light at the end of the tunnel. Again, the condolences and well wishes rolled in, but there was a problem. Honeyman wasn't real. Let me repeat that. Honeyman wasn't real. <sighs> the transgender doctor of sociology and feminist studies 
with a keen interest in poetry who used they them pronouns was in fact a stock photo described on deposit photos as a royalty free image site as smile happy handsome latino man outside headshot portrait their supposedly comatose husband dr patrick c honeyman was also fake his twitter photo had been stolen from an insurance professional in wayne indiana so um there is honeyman right here on the left and the dead husband of honeyman um yeah the transgender weird studies major something or other okay the two fake doctors whose accounts urged extreme caution about you know what were part of a network of at least four fake accounts that touted their ties to the LGBTQ plus community, vocally advocated for mask wearing and social distancing, and dished out criticism to those they felt were not taking the pandemic seriously. This is how far it's gone, folks. The Honeymans could not be reached for comment as they do not exist. <laughs> At publication time, Robert Honeyman's account was no longer active. I got I got to tell you, I like this uh, person's style. It's, it's good stuff. This is good stuff right here. The fake doctors were uncovered by Joshua Gutterman Trannon, a self-described gay writer pursuing a master's of fine arts at Bennington College. He saw Robert Honeyman's tweet about their husband being in a coma noticed people he followed and also followed them and thought that they might be part of the LGBTQ plus academic community. But after 10 minutes of Googling, Gutterman Trannon concluded that Robert Honeyman's photo was a stock image and their biography stretched boundaries of believability and academic who left no traces of, on academic websites and had two family members uh, to COVID in uh, late 20. 22, despite masking and distancing. And let me just stop it here. This just shows you how far it's gone because, again, this is happening in late 2022. You know, that that's that's the end of the year, guys. You know what I'm saying? That the narrative's already kind of been crushed in a lot of ways, at least to anybody that's paying attention. But still, what? They got to reinforce the narratives reinforce the Bernaysian talking points. And, you know, this is still happening. 40,000 plus likes, 4,000 retweets. The character looked like uh, liberal Mad Libs, Gutterman Trennan said. I love Mad Libs. I'm a self-identified leftist, and I understand that people have a lot of different identities, but it felt uh, concocted in the lab about how many identities and horrible experience uh, ex experiences we put on one person, he said. And so this shows you that uh, that is indeed a stock photo of Honeyman. <laughs> Honeyman. By the way, get the thumbs up. Can we get 100 thumbs up over on YouTube, guys? Let's get going. It's early in the morning. Throughout the pandemic, Twitter has been an important, if complicated, platform. Medical experts have used it to speak directly to the public about you-know-what and to criticize policies that they feel don't do enough to protect people from the disease.
But Twitter has also been a site of disinformation and proactive claims that are based in fact or scientific knowledge, but lack context. Now, hold on. This is where we uh, we really may disagree. You look at this, and at the highest levels of the White House, they were censoring. Uh, I have a tweet on that right now. That's the internal document. Still, things are blacked out. I don't like that things are still blacked out, right? Individuals, names, et cetera, et cetera. But it shows the White House w- was taken out at the highest levels. And a lot of this stuff, you talk about context all day. We had Bernaysian talking points, hate and lies that were establishment. And then you had people analyzing the source documents and putting those out and being banned from the platform while you have a bot army that probably continues to this day that are doing shiznizzle like thizzle. Okay, that's what's going on. All right, so let's um, keep going here, right here. As the uh, pandemic has dragged on, governments have lifted uh, restrictions and people have shed their masks. Most of the burden of charting a path in the new normal has fallen on individuals. And public facing experts like UCSF's uh, Bob Wacker, I don't know, Wachter, Bob Wachter, and Monica Gandhi have become uh, important sources of advice. I have no idea who they are. I don't know that they are my sources of advice. But as the iconic New Yorker cartoon states, On the internet, nobody knows you're a dog or a fake doctor, for that matter. The Honeymans offer one of the most blatant examples of this. It is unclear who created the two doctors, but their bios and personas uh, signpost identities meant to appeal to a certain type of Twitter, Denzian, liberal, pro-diversity, and concerned uh, about COVID, or meant to provoke the opposite of that type of person. See, again, let's stir up the pot or let's promote the agenda. Let's do both at the same time. We love it. We love it. We love the fact that we've created a post-truth world. That's what it's up to, okay? By the way, I've got this Jimmy Fallon clip promoting the new variant to the B-52s, which we're not going to play on the first hour, but we're certainly going to play in the second hour. And it's... It's cringe to the top. Jimmy, your voice is fantastic. Jimmy, a fellow upstate New Yorker, right? I know you're from that Syracuse area, Saratoga, I think. I think he's from Saratoga. And that's, it's got the Scratchola guys. Saratoga, love it. Love Saratoga, okay? Um, but in this day and age, you know, I watched, I'm going to take a little tangent here and we'll keep going because we are going to read this whole thing. It's a fantastic uh, article, okay? I was watching Jay Dyer over on Rockfin, by the way, uh, if you are a premium subscriber. He's got an interview with uh, Jamie Kennedy, the comedian, actor, uh, the, the Jamie Kennedy experiment, huge, huge show back in the day, uh, as well as obviously in the screen in the Scream series and a bunch of other films. So they're talking, right? They're getting into this and and Basically, Jamie Kennedy says, you know, Hollywood's done. Why why would you want to be a whore to corporate narratives and agendas? Like, why? I, I, for instance, I do the Clay Clark reawaken things. 
And there's always somebody sitting there that is trying to get like a job on Fox News or this. Who 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 would want to do that? Who I mean, look, unless you get the setup like the Tuckins have right now. And who knows, maybe the Tuckins is only allowed to do what he's allowed to do for certain reasons. I don't know. But unless you get the all out, no holds barred, do what you want to do, say what you want to say, show, why would you bend the knee to these people? I, I'm living proof you can make a living. I'm not wrapped in diamonds and gold, right? I drive an old school Ford Fiesta around the country. Fine with me. Care less. Care less. And he says, look, the days of Holly Weird are pretty much over. You don't have to be crowned by these people. You can make your own way. That's that's the beauty of the decentralization. And he's right. Now, these narrative pushers and controllers that empower this type of bot army also are trying to discourage people like me and make it harder and harder and harder. Uh, that's why I can't, you know make money on YouTube anymore for three years. I have a limited reach here. By the way, can we get a hundred thumbs up? Can we Can we get me, like if we got 5,000 views on this video on YouTube, that's kind of a huge video at this point for me. That's how much they've degraded um, the, the searching via Google. But we've got Rumble. This could get anywhere from like one to five to 10,000 if it really got pushed. If it gets embedded in something like the Gateway Pundit, then wow, then it goes even more. But it's the bits and pieces, right? Because it gets a few thousand here, it gets a few thousand there, it gets a few hundred listens on Podbean, a few, you know, hundred or thousand over on Rockvin, and it gets out there and somebody sees it. And then hopefully it gets reported on a bigger outlet. This is a big story that nobody's talking about. And I guarantee it's not an isolated incident. So let's let, let's continue. Remember, the, the Honeymans offer one of the most blatant examples of this. It is unclear again who created it right? But they certainly have this whole narrative, okay? Both doctors pre uh, present themselves as members of the LGBTQ plus community. Robert displayed the trans and Ukrainian flags in their Twitter name. Patrick had a rainbow flag in his bio. Robert wrote openly about suffering from MPX, an infectious disease that caused San Francisco to declare a state of emergency earlier this year and had largely spread among men who have sex with men. Jeez, you can never say that when there's those type of outbreaks. You can never actually say that. Don't believe what the media has been sharing. It's a horrible disease that has me bedridden, they, they tweeted in July. They also claim to have been a victim of a transphobic attack in October. Isn't that great? Spreading the love, spreading the hate, spreading the narrative. Now, here's what I'd like you to do. I was thinking about this the last time I traveled. I had myself a sip of coffee as, as you thumbs thumbs me up over at YouTube. Go traveling uh, anywhere in the country or the world. And by traveling, I mean get on. Uh, you can get on a carnival, right? Get on, you can get on a boat, hundreds, maybe thousands of people. And, you know, have all these stops at different places. You can just go to, go traveling and fly and go to the big airports. Chicago O'Hare, um, you know, LaGuardia, JFK, LAX, the big guys, Dallas International. 
You tell me as you look around how many people in the trans community there are. And and uh, people say, well, you're, you're being a bigot, Jason. They just blend in. Come on. We all have eyeballs, right? How often does that happen? I'd say almost never. And yet you've got fake personas everywhere projecting that you're a bigot if you point out this is really a transhuman movement. That's what it is. That's what it's always been. Take away parental rights, give autonomy to children, the most influential people throughout. I mean, it's not even debatable that children, we, we, we used to call it trends or fads. We're not allowed to do that anymore. There's no such thing as a trend or a fad. The snap bracelet didn't exist. Trolls weren't big for a time, right? Come on, let's grow up. But we can't grow up. We're not allowed to be grownups. We've been trained to be eternal children believing in Santa Claus like fairy tales of, of saviors behind the scenes or political leaders, my artists. And so, you know, uh, an agenda that is clearly there that has no basis in reality. Again, get a, go, go take the travel. Tell me, count them off. But that's what's everywhere now. And then it's with every other horrifying agenda and it's getting thousands of retweets, et cetera. Yeah, if I can get a few hundred uh, likes, that's, hu that's huge, like a hundred retweets. Whoa, whoa. Another account associated with the group, Dr. Gerald Fisher displayed rainbow trans and Ukrainian flags next to his name and described himself as an ally for all in the LGBTQ plus community. Hashtag wear a mask. Fleischer's account has since been taken down. This is a network of these people. A fourth account, Dr. Steve S.T.E. Vili, who claimed an affiliation with the University of Antwerp, described himself as an LGBTQ plus ally and a proud mask wearer, all four doctors had a few things in common. They created their accounts during the pandemic. Fisher's account dated to 2019, but his uh, earliest visible, visible tweet was from July of 2022. Robert, uh, the doctors also frequently interacted with one another. Uh, Fisher's first tweets were, in fact, a retweet, a quote tweet, and a response to Dr. Robert Honeyman. Okay, so this is this is what you do. You create like five, 10, 20 accounts, all you, all right, on these different emails. And that's what you spend your day doing. Hmm, weird. Robert Honeyman claimed that Fisher, who said he was suffering from post-COVID brain fog, was the sharpest individual they met at university. The two doctors sent greetings to each other's family. <laughs> I mean, you look at this. Let me, let me. Oh, uh, he was the sharpest individual I met at university. Hope your condition clears soon. Sending love from the whole family. Only went and put my coffee back in the fridge and took a carton of milk to my desk before a virtual meeting with a student this morning. Easy to laugh about it now, but brain fog is in a... I, I can't even do it. These people. Not even going to read the rest of it because I don't want to click on it. All four accounts urged caution about you know what. They also amplified the voices of other Twitter users calling on the public to mask 
do this and social distance. At times, they criticized policies that they felt undermined pandemic safety and individuals who they believed did not take COVID seriously enough. But as Twitter users responded to Gutterman Trannon's thread on the Honeymans, they also discovered the accounts expressing views that appealed uh, appeared implausible. Come on, China, stop protesting. I wish we had similar lockdown measures here. You can't make this up. He wrote in November 27th. This is like Thanksgiving time, folks. This Thanksgiving, he's like, he's like, man, why are we more like China? Tens of thousands of likes, thousands of retweets. They also claimed to have been a consultant who helped to make the uh, character Velma a lesbian in the new Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just when it couldn't get any better. He's like, finally allowed to disclose that I was one of the many consultants for Audrey Harrison and the studio. I'm glad we made this a reality. It was a great experience, one I hope to repeat someday. Enjoy the film. <laughs> I mean, it's out of control. The Standard was unable to establish who created the four fake doctors, but perhaps the most alarming aspect of their non-existence online is that it is also unclear why they were created. Gutterman Tannen wondered about the motivation behind them. Is this someone who is well-intentioned, but perhaps has a lot of anxiety about COVID, and this is a way for them to act out those anxieties, he asked? Or is this something more nefarious, where someone thinks creating accounts like this is a way to point them and say, look how crazy the liberals are? See, I, I don't think this is a parody account at all. I really don't. If it was a parody account, someone would have already taken credit for it. As he watches his initial tweet about the Honeymans go viral, uh, Gutterman Trannon is a uh, philosoph is philosophical about the situation. He believes people are responding so strongly to his discovery because we all know that this kind of account these kind of accounts exist, but we seldom delve deeply into whether the person tweeting is actually authentic. We just accepted that disinformation is an essential part of how Twitter works. He said. But as Twitter users marveled over the four fake doctors, at least one person wasn't ha wasn't having it. Um, disgusting to see the accusations being thrown my way. It truly is incredible to see how good people can switch up on you in the blink of an eye, he tweeted on December 13th. That age-old rings true. Uh, this is Dr. Street Steve. The only thing they love more than a hero is a hero to fall. Fall, die, trying. He says, rage on. Dr. Steve. And that's one of the fake accounts. So that's that's interesting. But no, again, uh, I think it's actually worse. I don't think they are parody accounts at all. I think that if you pull the layers back, you're going to find that this is in, in a large part, what, signature reduction inside the military's secret undercover army. That no one's, I mean, this still hasn't really broke through. Who's covering this? No, nobody. And it's only expanded, guaranteed. You know, that's that's what it is when you've got ex-FBI, ex-NSA, and ex-CIA networks inside of these uh, 
social media companies. And then some of them just have totally made up personas. Those are like the real black ops guys. Some of them are just assets that get approached and that, that are utilized inside. They didn't know they were getting involved. The, the, huge deal, huge article and, and largely ignored. Really, that should be focused upon because I don't think that's trolling, man. I really, I really do not. I think that if you look back, I guarantee that it's continuing to happen, obviously. And it is part of a wider spectrum psychological warfare operation against the American people. Now, there's a new strain out there. They're saying like three out of the four cases in New York. Um, I, I kind of want to go over it. I think I'm going to leave it for the second hour. Uh, I also think I'm going to leave uh, this World Economic Forum clip talking about the mRNA technology to the second hour. But what I can do now, and I think that I'll I'll mute this uh, or at least bring the volume way down because I, I hate the background music. And uh, th this is kind of an evolution of the DARPA robot and what they're publicly putting out there through MIT and Boston Dynamics. I promise you behind the scenes, uh, there's a lot more going on, but th this kind of takes you from the war of terror, the big dog, uh, through a ton of the different iterations of what we've seen with these robotic. So there is uh, the big dog in action, very slippery, but can make itself up terrain, a big deal back in the day. Multiple terrains. Then there's the rise, the bug-like creature. Um, can you imagine what they have now? First of all, the drones are usually A-OK, -okay, but when you're in close quarters, something like that is big. And, and this is showing you Pet Man, OK? Uh, that's the cheetah. And the cheetah has gone wireless, by the way. This is Rex. A lot, a lot of interesting types of robots. This is why, you know, DARPA watches nature videos. Because, you know, they're they're trying to rebuild those things. Look at that. that's pretty impressive. You know, basically a vehicle that can flip around, no big deal, big time terrain. Um, this is one of those drones that can exactly <laughs> that can fling itself up. Oh, the wildcat! Look at that thing. And now, you know, look at the evolution of that thing. Oh, and there we go. There's Atlas. Good old Atlas, Atlas jogging around, just running. Hey oh, jump a jump, jump a jump. Now again, this is what they're showing you. Now there are other videos out there where obviously the dexterity is not that good, and uh, they're showing you the best of the best. I can't imagine how many runs that took, but just the fact that that could happen is incredible just really wild and again that's old school now there we go there here's the obstacle course oh hey yeah and, and whether or not all this is actually legit because obviously in this day and age if they wanted to you know put these on strings or add a little cgi would it be impossible to do no Absolutely not. Yeah, these are the robots that I had not seen um, a lot, you know, a lot at all. These, these are handlebots. These things look fierce. 
because they're rolling right at you. And and obviously, yeah, you could probably knock them down, but with those digits on the top, this you see how they're doing like one side and the other and going downstairs easily. I feel like even if you knocked it over, it could pick itself up really quick. And then some terrain right there. Hadn't seen this one. And um, again, the, the ones on wheels, kind of concerning. <laughs> They're all kind of concerning, right? They got hops. Yeah, there you go. Nothing frightening about that death machine. And then this spot, and, and they show you kind of like those first iteration spot. Um, this is it picking itself up. That you can buy one for like 70 plus grand now with an operating system by Android. That's the yellow spot dog. Purchasable, everybody. And again, you'll see it. You, we've done plenty of videos in the past on that. And by the way, the dinosaur head like attachment there, it's removable, right? So that's the modern iteration of it. And there's all sorts of mount pieces. And the idea that eventually this thing, or something like it won't be weaponized and utilized domestically, you know that's the direction they want to move in. And in, in fact, you talk about California, San Francisco area, March of the Robots. They <laughs> they did this, you know, and and find and people said, you know what, we don't want it. They did it in New York City during the um COVID-1984 nightmare. So isn't that nice, the, the raptor-like head? There's the attachments I'm talking about. And yeah, we'll open up doors. This is what's commercially available. Can you imagine what, what has been worked on? We might even get back into that NASA doc document and finish it up. You know, we talked about the cyborg stuff and the swarm stuff and the drone stuff. So there it is. That's the end of uh, that one right there. We got other videos coming up in the second hour, but that's what's publicly available. Automation is coming. Automation is coming. In many cases, it's here. It's here. And that's what the 5G network is. So many people, um, I, I think, have misnomers about what the 5G stuff is going to take us uh, into, you know, and there, there's very much a possibility that it could network into things like the fourth industrial revolution, especially when you're talking about implantable biomimetic devices, right? Modern day uh, sensors and monitors for your heart, your liver, your entire endocrine and nervous systems, really. I mean, you see what DARPA has developed and we've often shown that to you, but it, it could go farther. The first use point of 5G, when, when it's really networked in the manner they want it to be networked, will be mass automation, will be the end of the trucking industry, which is coming at a rapid pace, will be really the end of your travel, because once that's in place and they make it law that you have to have one of these electric cars with kill switches, then it's you are basically geographically bound to what you are allotted via your carbon system, your social credit score system. What credits do you have? How important are you? As they demonize human biology more and more and more and more and more. And that's the reality. 
Okay, that's that, and and that's something that needs to be discussed. All right, let's hit a couple more stories here. Um, I was really upset about this. I didn't realize I'd done a review of what I thought was season two of Inside Job, and it, it's a show I kind of like. Everybody, by the way, over 300 watching over on YouTube. Can we get 200 thumbs up? And um, the creator of the show. Uh, and, and by the way, worked on Gravity Falls. I think one of the producers is the main guy from Gravity Falls. Smart show, fun show. Lots of turns. Is it poking fun at uh, quote unquote conspiracy theories? Sure, but it's also showing how much they're in the zeitgeist. And it's really got its moments of clarity surrounding those things, surrounding what's out there. And it, at the end of the day, it's more like a, you know, father-daughter comedy. That's that's what it is. It's a workplace comedy, but it's also a father-daughter comedy. Really fun show. They they released season one in two parts, 18 altogether, um, 10 the first time around, eight in the second. I hope somebody else picks it up. I, I really do. I, I think it's uh, well worthwhile. Uh, any other streaming service slash uh, cable network would be really smart. In fact, HBO should pick it up. Um, this is one of those shows that uh, if people forget now that the family guy has been around forever and, uh, you know, is a staple over a Fox still. I, I I used to watch that stuff religiously, by the way. Big animation guy. Simpsons is my favorite show of all time. And I haven't for the last three or four years. But when I did, I, I watched a lot of it. And the family guy was canceled at one point, not because of ratings, but because of content at the time. They felt like it was too edgy. I think it was off the air for about two or three years and people realized in syndication it was huge so it, they they had to bring it back and they did so you know this has happened uh before you know you look at something like uh american dad has moved around from network to network to network if netflix canceled this, this would be a huge pickup for adult swim in fact i'd argue it could be something that could air after rick and morty and maintain audience instead of just playing two Rick and Morty's. It would be a back-to-back Sunday powerhouse Netflix. Uh, that's that's just me. That's, I'm just throwing that right out there. So if you haven't seen it, you know, they, they not only in the second season, they not only poked fun at Alex Jones, but they did it directly. <laughs> and they took a couple hard jabs at him. Uh, but I'll tell you what, their impersonation of Jones was actually pretty funny. Pretty spot on, actually. So here's here's something again, um, rather new, haven't seen it covered in many places. We're going to go down the line because unfortunately disturbing things like this really do exist. And um, whether or not you believe in the occult or Satanism, et cetera, there seem to be a lot of people that really do believe it. Um, or at least take part in its practices. It's a social climb, if you will, um, especially the occult aspects of it. But we talk about this Gaia religion. You know, you can talk about Satanism. You can talk about Pan also. You know, there's all these little flavors of it. Pan, the, the goat god of mischief that kind of looks like Baphomet just a little bit, okay? You look at these things and... Growing up, again, when I was a kid, going to a lot of church and hearing a lot about satanic this and satanic that, and that's the devil, and this is the devil, blah, 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 blah. 
And then going into like middle school and high school and dismissing most of it, you are always thinking, yeah, the people that are into that are the 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 wayward kids that don't have any friends, the goth kids were into makeup, whatever. Not, you know, kids that couldn't get girlfriends or or dates or whatever, weren't taking life the right way. It's kind of a goof. But then, you know, myself, I found out about the Franklin scandal, okay? And some of the darkest things you will ever read occur um, via that and the finders, allegedly. Very well documented book. Um, really changed my whole view on the whole the whole subject. Uh, and, and that was the predecessor to that. Uh, that's the Franklin scandal. There is the Franklin cover up by John DeCamp. John DeCamp no longer with us. Nick Bryant, author of that friend of the show. Somebody I should reach out to. And uh, and get as a guest, see if he can get up early. He probably he, he will probably have to do a a pre-record with Nick, but big deal. So we've covered the Utah case here, big case, um, lots of allegations being thrown around. Who knows what's true and what's not, but connected to what powerful individuals within the community and within the government, right? That's all I'm going to talk about. If you want, if you want. Big time details. Derek Bros, The Last American Vagabond, has a series on it, gets into the Mormon church. Or you can just go check out my numerous interviews with uh, Derek Bros uh, regarding uh, the abuse. So when I see something like this, it's not isolated, but it's not amplified. And there seem to be levels to this and networks to this, right? So whether or not this is just something that somebody wanted to do to scare the children while he was doing it or that they believed it, it ha- I-, I believe it happened. I don't think this is a hoax. A satanic pedophile ring forced children to kill animals and make a Ouija board to call spirits and demons, a court has heard. 11 people are accused of being involved in the alleged child sex ring, which is said to have involved witchcraft, attempted murder, and serious sexual violence. Seven men and four women are facing a 14-page indictment over alleged crimes said to have taken place between January 2010 and March 2020 at a number of addresses at Glasgow. Some charges claim the alleged victims, two young girls and a young boy, were forced to kill animals and made to use a Ouija board or similar object to call spirits and demons. One of the young girls was said to have been shut in a microwave, a fridge, an oven, and a freezer in an attempt to kill her by six members of the group, according to the charges. Pretty wild. Prosecutors allege that um, Lane Owens, 43, Elaine Lannery, 38, Leslie Williams, 38, Paul Brannon, 40, and John Clark, 46, as well as the late Stephen McHendry, 55, also pursued the girl while wearing the mask of the devil, blowing smoke into her face after taking drugs. There were also claims group members did clap, cheer, and verbally encourage, as well as recorded on videos, uh, the youngsters being sexually abused. The accused are further alleged 
to have forced the children to take part in satanic seances where they were drinking blood and eating a heart. One of the girls allegedly threatened with being sent to Turkey with a male stranger while a boy is alleged to have been put in a bath filled with blood. Really dark stuff. Really, and you don't want to think that this can happen. You don't want to think that people are this evil. But this is the thing that I don't understand. Every once in a while, you somebody escapes some guy's dungeon, right? These dungeons really do exist. These individuals have them. They've sexually abused this person for years, sometimes over a decade. Darkest things you can imagine. And yet, on the surface, they live this quote-unquote normal life, and no one suspects them. So when, when you hear about this stuff again and again and again, it's hard not to take it seriously. And, and you never really hear about it in depth via the mainstream media, but it being mocked, but it being mocked. But we stick to what we can prove. We stick to what's in the mainstream. We stick to the cases out there that have gone public can bring um, a certain sense of credibility to this. And by the way, just under 200 thumbs up over at YouTube, 300 plus watching. Can we get to 250? Can we do that? Big stories today over on Reality Rants via redvoicemedia.com. And remember, redvoicemedia.com slash Jason. Come on over. Uh, $1 for the first week, $10 for the first uh, month and months beyond. Or lock it in at 100 save yourself two months. You get a bunch of other great coverage. Right now, uh, Alicia Powell uh, covering the uh, January 6th trials like nobody else. I know she spent some time with uh, Joe Biggs yesterday. There's going to be some big stories coming out uh, via the Gateway Pundit as well. But you can see some exclusive interviews over at redvoicemedia.com. Another reason to come over, redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored, redvoicemedia.com slash Jason. Lock it in support the broadcast, watch it live, or just come over to the Podbean and listen to the rest of the show free. Again, free. We give it away free. There's an RSS feed. It's on Spotify and stuff. So if you don't want to get the Podbean app, I'm sure you can find it there as well, at least after the fact. We give it away every day. And then you can come over to redvoicemedia.com slash Jason, keep scrolling down, and then you can find the unlocked, uncensored uh, second hour from a couple weeks ago. So let's keep going down the line. Um, Again, just unbelievable stuff. The boy was allegedly forced to stab a uh, a bougie, whatever that is, to death by members of the group who are said to have worn cloaks and devil horns. Mr. Owens, Lannery, Williams, uh, Brandon Clark, Marion Gallagher, Scott Forbes, Barry Watson, Mark Carr, Richard uh, Gatchigan. I'm glad they're naming names here. And Leona Lang deny the charges they face. Maureen uh, Godice, Robert Brown, James McLean, and Douglas Grenigan are also mentioned as being involved in a number of the charges, but they are also now dead, according to the court papers. That's interesting that so many of these people that are alleged uh, are dead. When you look at the age range to this, it, it looks like people in their mid to late 30s to um, mid 50s. And to have that number uh, four people gone. Hmm. Interesting. 
At a hearing at the High Court in Glasgow on Friday, again, this is just happening, Judge Lorge Beckett estimated the full trial could take up to seven weeks with several of the defense lawyers agreeing this was realistic. The judge told the court, there are so many people in the case, there could be an unusual level of disruption, you think? Uh, advocate uh, depute Kath uh, Harper estimated the Crown case alone would last up to three weeks. None of the accused were present at Friday's hearing. Several defense lawyers raised concerns over a video posted on social media in relation to the trial hours uh, before the case was called. Let's see. Gary Allen KC described the content as accusatory and having derogatory terms directed towards the accused. He said was potentially prejudicial. That's why we're not doing that here. That's why we're reading the mainstream article, and maybe even uh, we'll get the the document, the indictment, the court case, and read that. Uh, those things are really dark. It's a 14-page indictment, and I'm sure we're getting the clip notes here, but we're we're just reporting on it. That's all we're doing here. I just want to make that extremely clear. We're very, very careful. I try to be. Brian uh, Mick Konachi uh, KC told the court, we need to speak to this person and tell them to stop what they are doing. There'll be uh, some future video uploaded. Interesting. Lord Beckett responded to the lawyer's concerns, saying the Crown has the resources to tackle this, and I would encourage the Crown to do so. Miss Owens and Miss Lannery of Thorn Life Bank, uh, Ren Renfrewshire, face claims they and 15 other adults repeatedly raped the three children. Uh, Mr. Brannon, Mr. Gratchigan, Mr. Carr, Mr. Clarks, Mr. Forbes, and Mr. Watson are accused of exposing themselves and performing sex acts on a child while others cheered. Miss Lannery, Leslie Williams, Miss um, Lang, and Miss Gallagher of Maryhill, Glasgow, allegedly did clap and cheer and verbally encourage the conduct. So I guess four of them didn't physically abuse the kids, but were there as it happened. Mr. Brown, Mr. Goody, and Mr. Henry were also accused of rape, but all three are now deceased. So weird. Two men, uh, James McLean and Doug Douglas uh, Gatchigan, were uh, both also now deceased, also said to have raped the older of the two girls in separate incidents at various homes in Glasgow. They are claimed to have acted with Mr. Owens and Mr. Watson's Mount Vernon, Glasgow, Mr. Brennan and Mr. Clark, both uh, from Clydebank, for, uh, Forbes of the city's townhead and Mr. McHenry. Wild stories today, wild stories. As well as 16 people named in court papers, the charges also refer to an unknown person in relation to an alleged assault on the boy. It is claimed the suspect injured him to the point where his life was in danger, along with Mr. Owens and Mr. Lannery, Mr. Brennan, and uh, Miss Gallagher. Huh. Court papers allege that he did punch, strike, and slap him and hit him with a book, toys, and a lighter. So we might have to read this uh, indictment. Obviously, the quoted sections are uh, part of that. <sighs> they are also claimed to have chased him, pulled down his trousers and pants, and struck him in the bottom before putting him in a bath filled with a liquid they said was blood. 
It adds they did push uh, his head and body under the liquid and told him uh, they're restricting, held him there, restricting his breathing. Bro, this is just tough. It's tough to even think about. Because, like, when I'm reading this, um, I'm thinking to myself, a, a group of faceless adults, because I don't know what they look like, just arms, holding down a young boy in a, a red liquid that may or may not be blood in a tub, trying to drown him. Pretty tough, like, not the visual I need in the morning. But, again, I, I want to put it out there because you're not going to see this tonight on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, isn't happening. Isn't happening. <sighs> the group is also alleged to have made him drink alcohol and consume drugs to the point where his life was in danger. Owens, Lannery, Williams, Brandon, Kratchkin, Lang, Gallagher, Carr, Clark, Watson, Brown, Goody, and Mr. Henry stand accused of hitting the girl on the head and body parts with objects, which include a pot. The charges also allege they ran a wheelchair into her legs, put a uh, polythene bag over her head and body, and restricted her breathing. The case was continued uh, to the full trial hearing in September. So who knows where this goes? Uh, you know, it looks like we're going to be waiting another seven to eight months before we hear anything else about it. I hope it doesn't fall down the memory hole. Again, brand new story, January 7th, uh, 2023. Something that you're, you're probably not going to hear too much in the mainstream, okay? So let's let's uh, go down the line here. Uh, we got one more story I think we're going to cover, and then we're going to make the transition over to the premium. She was going to confiscate it, and that's when he shot. This is an unbelievable story in Virginia, and why am I bringing it up? How does a six-year-old get a gun in a school? This is apparently the parent right here, Brittany Gregory, and this is the teacher who was shot with life-threatening injuries, apparently an art teacher. Now, I know that these things sometimes happen in the home. When they happen in the home, again, uh, the, the parents, especially when you're talking about a six-year-old, are at full responsibility. How, how are you not keeping... And that gun in a place where that six-year-old's never going to touch it, obviously. That's obvious. Um, but to get a six-year-old, my God, a six-year-old, to have a weapon like this in a school, pull it out, and the teacher go to go confiscate it and then get shot is wild. And of course, this will fuel the fire of what? of gun confiscation, of regulation, it puts a black eye on the Second Amendment. Uh, I just, I am beyond that you got a, a six-year-old kid that's handling a gun in the first place, that brings it to school, and that shoots a teacher. I mean, big-time parental fail there. I mean, she was going to confiscate it, and that's when he shot. So I don't, I you know, I don't want to get too much into this other than uh, obviously the kid can't go to jail at six years old. Just so many failures, maybe even of our society. Like 
what is your kid watching at six years old where they're shooting anyway? I, I just don't get it. That's not something that I'm putting out there uh, for little kids. You, you know, even when you like, I, I really enjoyed, at least for my nieces, and, and they started coming around, I think it was like six and eight, <clears throat> the odd squad. If anybody knows what the odd squad is. And the odd squad, you know, they're kids, they're de detectives, they're on adventures, and not a lot of realistic-based violence, a lot of comedy, a lot of goofiness, and most importantly to me, integrating math and reading skills, you know, the basics you used to learn in school into the show. That's the kind of thing you want your six-year-old to be watching and having access to. What you don't want is more adult things where guns are glorified somehow, that a kid has access, six-year-old has access to a handgun and then ends up bringing it to school and shooting her teacher. Just one of the wildest stories out there. Who knows who's gonna cover that one? I, I expect that will get coverage in the mainstream, um, especially with people that are uh, you know, trying to promote, you know, gun confiscation and regulation, et cetera. But then you look at it, it doesn't really fit the narrative. You know, you've got what, what appears to be a six-year-old uh, black child shooting a uh, young white teacher, right? So, so maybe because of identity politics, you won't hear about it much in the States. Again, the Post covered it. It's, uh, it's worth noting. This is where uh, I let the producers know that we are going to go over to the second hour. We're going to end this stream and we're going to cover Jimmy Fallon and his um, his variant song to, to the B-52s. It's, it's over the top. And it's funny, like so many people, you know, want to go with the one eye club. And now they got me. Oh, he did the one eye thing. Right. And the guy's like dancing and he covers one of the, one of his eyes. Um you know, while doing it. And everybody's got that whole, everybody's Illuminati. Illuminati, don't get me wrong. The one-eye symbolism is there, et cetera, et cetera. Not everybody is Illuminati. So uh, we're going to go over that. We're going to go over the new strain uh, and the fear-mongering and then the World Economic Forum and um, their plan to genomically hold of the entire species. And when I say they, the predator class uh, that they represent. So let's do it down the line and then we'll see you over at the premium guys remember redvoicemedia.com slash jason one dollar the first week ten dollars for a month or a hundred dollars for the year rockfin check out the uh making sense of the madness stuff if you're not following me over there follow me over there as well youtube we'll see you later twitter it's been real and goodbye to rumble okay and then we always just wait a second here as we go over to the uh, premium portion of the broadcast, normally I will get a juicy text. Let's see if we've got that juicy text yet. We do not have a juicy text yet. So I will ramble a little bit before we get Jimmy Fallon on there. We do the Fallon. That's also going to be happening. Love doing the Fallon, right? Comedians just chilling out for the COVID-1984 narrative and nightmare. Lovely stuff. Let's just do that. Ba -ba -da. 
And I'm going to queue that up right now. So first, we'll go to um, the new variant fear via uh, the news. And uh, this is a WPIX. This is really uh, what I used to watch as a kid because it was like city news, but I was in Dutchess County. So I was like more north, but you would get this. You get Channel 9, et cetera. And, and here's the new scary COVID variant. Morning is to get your booster shots as soon as possible. The CDC's numbers, they estimate three out of four New York City residents, three out of four new COVID cases are this new sub-variant, the XBB 1.5 in New York City. And while so far it is not affecting the hospitalization rates, healthcare officials are very concerned. We are just so concerned, not upping the hospitalizations or the fatalities. We got to sell you on the booster we want you to get every two months now. And uh, again, they didn't want to get rid of that term Omicron variants because they, because again, Delta Omicron, they told you the flu disappeared. They told you the flu disappeared from the globe. And now it's starting to catch up. There's still much lower numbers. This is obvious flu-like virus, but they got to sell you on the fear, 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 fear. And they got to cover up the fact that the hate and lie shots that they continue to get, uh, give people are out, at, actually causing massive damage, okay, and massive health implications, period. This all happened right around Christmas, and it spread through my family like wildfire. Tom Lavin of Pella Manor in Westchester is one of thousands who got the new strain of COVID, the XBB 1.5 Omicron subvariant, over the holidays after years of being so careful to mask up and avoid large crowds. I had my, uh, my Omicron booster in... October, late October, when I got my flu shot. So I'm, you know, within the envelope of maximum protection. But <laughs> I'm in the envelope of maximum protection. <laughs> Talk about parroting Bernaysian bullshit. I'm on the envelope of maximum protection. I just got my Omicron subvariant booster. Okay, in October. Only a few months ago. Boy, did we all get sick. derp a derp 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 It didn't seem to to uh, hold this thing at bay. Lenox Hill pulmonologist Dr. Len Horowitz estimates that 75% of the new COVID cases in New York City are the new XBB 1.5 Omicron subvariant. It's part of the post-holiday surge that was predicted after air travel and family gathering. Just showing a ton of people in masks, just a ton of people in masks when they're traveling. And, and notice in that frame, they, they didn't show really anybody not in a mask. Now, don't get me wrong. It's heavier there, but they got to promote the narrative that everybody's masking up. That's not reality. Okay, That's not real. And even though this new strain is more transmissible, it does not appear to be more severe or more lethal. It seems to result in mild symptoms, of course, that's in people who are vaccinated. <laughs> that's in people that are vaccinated. Again, total lie, total bullshit, all part of this great narrative they're still spinning with people like Dr. Honeyman and his dead husband, the Honeymans. <laughs> Here, look at this freak show. 
by the way. You know this guy had way too much plastic surgery, and now he literally looks uh, like something out of a Boris Karloff horror movie. Like, look at him. I tell you, he literally looks like that, and he's telling you that it's only mild in those that got multiple hate and lie shots. People who are not vaccinated or boosted, they may have more severe symptoms, but hospitalization. They may. They may. Again, feeding you lines of total and complete horse shit with their Bernaysian language. Well, it may. That means it may not. It may. No, 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 no. You're a liar. You're a liar, sir. Patients from COVID do not seem to be rising at this particular time. According to the City Department of Health, the positivity rate in New York City is 17.1%, with 3,220 new cases of COVID every day and new hospitalizations standing at 190. People are tired of COVID, tired of masking, tired of shots. Unfortunately, COVID is not tired of us. <laughs> oh, they're they're not Bernaysian talking points, Jason. Hey, you you should just listen, Jason. How 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 could you how could you doubt any of this, Jason? I mean, you listen to a guy like that with a face like that. That that's his best look right there with his little smirkles. Got his little smirkles on. <laughs> Human garbage. That's what I feel about people that directly lie to you, okay, for profit or to harm you. I mean, maybe this guy is just totally captivated by the system. But I'll tell you what, they put his ass on television because he's pushing the great narrative to this day. The push is not over. The COVID-1984 nightmare will stay here along with all their emergency measures as long as possible, as long as you have a poopy pants puppet zombie in charge who can't speak. You know, we haven't had a really good Joe can't speak segment in a while, but he can't talk. Go watch him trying to talk about the Russian kleptocracy. The man can't speak. All right. He told you at a car show, it was all over and he signed off on it again while his, uh, uh, press secretary, Jean-Pierre, went on television and said, he looked at the pretty cars. We, you can't hold him accountable for what he was saying while he was looking at the pretty cars. Well, while, while poopy pants zombie man was captivated by the pretty cars, he said that COVID was over. That's, that's the reality we're supposed to live under, everybody. How about that? How about that? And the other reality is, you know, you had... Stephen Colbert doing the, the vaccine song. Maybe we should bring that first because that's cringeworthy, horrific. Um, really, uh, Stephen Colbert should be shamed. Uh, you know, like, like not ashamed. He should just become shame, the, the new representatives for shame, until he apologizes for that and everything else. He's not the only one. That's Seth Meyers, dude. I, I remember one night I'm in a hotel. I'm traveling. And I see one of his shows and they just couldn't wait. I mean, at the end, he's given the vaccine propaganda and the, like the, the sub host or co-host or whatever in the background, jumping in with vaccine stuff. It's everywhere. It's still everywhere. So let's see if we can find the Colbert vaccine song. And we'll do that first. And then <clears throat> we'll do the Kimmel stuff. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Vaccine, the box set. 
Wait, what is this? This oh, and there he is getting a oh, dude, this is just too much. The that oh, I can't. I get so angry just looking at this because look what. Oh. Three months ago, there he is with Fauci. Get boosted. We might have to play both those. We might have to play. Maybe we'll do the vaccine. I haven't seen the box. I've only seen the song, guys. So bear with me. Only seen the song. Um, but then we'll play. Maybe we'll sandwich the Jimmy Fallon thing with the, with the new variant. Here we go. So let's find out the way the vaccine is changing the scene in our new recurring segment, the vaccine. I'm not supposed to be infuriated with that. He's got like eight. It's cut off a little bit. He's got eight dancing needles going shot, 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 shot. And I'm I'm not supposed to be furious with this guy. <laughs> Longer. Longer. Stall. Why the can can you ask? I asked that myself. The answer, public domain. <laughs> it's the answer to most things, really. The vaccine. You know, I, I didn't think that I was going to, I thought I was going to skip to the end where he does the dancing number with the women who are can canning in the actual vaccines. But now that I realize the official, like, uh, let's, let's, maximize this this is the official even colbert page they went out there and they grabbed every single segment up until the dance segment of him promoting this one this this hate and lie shot he's got he gets boosted with fauci okay and and you're shilling for not only big pharma but globalism and control, Stephen. You used to be anti-establishment, or at least presented that way. I'll never forget when he was uh, at the uh, press dinner, and he just rammed into Bush and the administration like I'd never seen before. And I was so impressed with the guy. And now he's the opposite of impressive. He's oppressive. All right, because because he should know better. But he he's using Americana for the can can on that one. So yeah, let's let's do it. Let's just go through this video. The vaccine. Okay, now we got six in little pink tutu. We are the vaccine. Get your shot right now in your arm. It won't hurt. Then go hug your mom. Get your shot. Hug your mom. Get your shot. And you notice how it's color coordinated. Steven's wearing pink. They're wearing pink. It's about hugging your mother. You could have hugged your mother at any point. Hey, you didn't need a hate and lie shot to do that. Hug your mom. <laughs> the vaccine. And now you play shot. Well, 
the whole nation. Get my shot in your arm and get a pair on inoculation. Go on vacation, but please watch out for the next mutation. The next mutation, but again, they didn't want to get rid of the branding of Omicron. So now they're rebranding the subvariants Omicron, and they're having Jimmy Fallon sing songs about it, which we'll get to. But you know, again, inoculation for the entire nation and a booster every two months to you, sir. That's where we're at right now. A booster every two months. The vaccine. My sentiments exactly. I mean, how when we get to the emails of this one day between CBS, AKA Viacom, Paramount, all that. When we get to the emails of this, what are we going to find? What, what's the deal going to be cut? Where I, I would imagine that this is going to go, we've done like four. That's two minutes. These are like 30 second spots. I mean, like 20 plus times they ran this shit. When we look at those emails, who did they interact with? Was it Big Pharma? Was it the CDC? Was it both to promote this? You know, was it part of the package deal of advertising that they would get for this? Yuck. The vaccine. So uh, let's just stop it here. This is to Disney's Fantasia telling you're going to be sexy and healthy if you get the shot. But hey, if you have side effects, don't worry, just take a day off of work. This is the Orwellian nature of the whole thing. Like in the middle of their magical Mickey Mouse parody moment of telling you how sexy and healthy you're going to be once you take their hate and lie shot, they tell you, oh, by the way, if you have some side effects, take a day off. Take a day off. Gates had to admit on television while the mainstream, I think it was ABC News, asked him how 80% had side effects via the Moderna hate and lie shots that were directly uh, Department of Defense run for a long time. DARPA, Moderna, same thing. El partnership on the pandemics and the coronaviruses. That's what it was from the outset. No debate about it. Okay. Okay. Out there that wants to try to deny that. No. And then they throw it in your face here with their parodies and their terrible songs. You're sexy, you're healthy. Yay, everybody loves Mickey Mouse and the magic of Fantasia. By the way, you might get side effects. Don't worry, take a day of work off. So you can take a selfie while you're sick. That's gonna make things better. That's awesome. Good times. Oh, we're so close to getting sued by Disney for that. Just tantalizing. 
come at me. No, <laughs> Disney pushed the shots. They're not going to sue you for that. Disney pushes the agenda now. Vaccine. So I just want to point out that th this is utter disinformation, misinformation, part of the hate and lies agenda. Um, again, you knew that getting the shot did nothing to stop transmission of the virus if you were paying attention. Again, Bernaysian talking points, language which may or maximum amount of protection stop the spread. Bernaysian, Bernaysian lies. And then you had uh, barbershop quartets of hate and lies shots while Stephen Colbert does a Rubik's Cube and Nits telling that you won't get it once you get the hate and lies shot. It doesn't matter, Moderna or Pfizer. Just get one so your grandma doesn't die, sir. Go give the jab. It's safe, it's made by scientists in a lab. Safe, safe and effective. Shameful, Colbert. Shameful. You, you know, you obviously made a, a fortune while you worked for Comedy Central. And at any point in time, you could have stood up and said, this is disgusting. This is disturbing. I don't want to be a part of this. But no, you're not. You leaned into it. You leaned into it, buddy. Isn't that nice of you? Good guy. Uh, I need a five-letter word for that was way too long. <laughs> the vaccine. After your shot. After you get it. After your shot. You won't regret it. Lies. Many people regretted it. Remember, these are the same people that push the idea that what? There's no such thing as natural immunity. When the studies are coming out, it looks like long-term natural immunity. Just saying. You'll feel good. You'll feel fine. And not to do it would be asinine. After your shot, after you get your Oh, hey, uh, I mean, there he is throwing his bitters in his drink. Didn't muddle the orange. I know what you're up to. Well, you have this person telling you you're asinine if you don't want to inject department defense driven bioweapons into your body. And you want to warn other people not to inject. Defense Department bioweapons into their bodies multiple times. You're asinine. I mean, this guy, Stephen, bad news, Brown, bro. Bad news, Brown. Vaccine. Get your vaccine. Go get your vaccine. Just roll up that all. No need for a 
No, I, I, like, look how creepy this one is. As it tells you, there's not a microchip in the vaccine. And that was their big love that so much. They they loved the fact that they, they again, this is what they do. They, they create a straw man. Did Jason Burmis ever tell you you were going to get microchipped with the shots? First thing that that the utterly encapsulated and hypnotized and moronic people said to me when I told them I wasn't going to get, oh, you think you're going to get chip, Burmis? <laughs> you're a moron. You're a moron. Because th- there's a-, a thousand ways from Sunday that right now everything you're doing is track, traced, and databased. Admittedly, they want that internet of bodies. Okay, that's a real thing and something uh, that we need to discuss. But it wasn't going to be through this hate and lie shot. No, this was a Defense Department driven bioweapon with a massive psychological warfare campaign behind it. That, as they tell you, you're not getting a microchip. Stephen Colbert is reading it, okay, with a very creepy version of the cover with a huge clown demon smile on it. All right. Yeah, and, and you're a dick if you don't want to take it. And you think you're going to get microchipped. This is what psychological warfare looks like. A smiling cartoon treating you like you're a child. Let's go breathe some air. Cut your pants. Please into your skinny pants. First of all, I don't wear skinny pants because I'm a man. Okay. Second of all, I was getting my hair cut like out of the gates, as soon as I get a hold of my barber, who I, I hope is doing well, Sandy, I hope everything's do- going well for you. I know there's been some rough times recently and uh, just the nicest lady. And she actually would come out to my house and I uh, had this little back barn thing and uh, we would go do the haircuts in there. No fear that I have to come in and, you know, I'd have to sign in and I'd play act and we both hated it. We both hated it, but th- this is what they were selling. You're not allowed to do the things that you can do as a human being anymore because you're a dick. You think you're going to get a microchip? Oh, it was the clown. <laughs> the vaccine. The global pandemic has come to your town. Thank you, me swabbies. The vac- I mean, that one was like 10, 15 seconds. We're, I mean, how many have we gone through? I mean, they, they literally did this 20, 30 times with a big dance number at the end. Guys, we're just going to keep going. This is Psychological Warfare 101 with Stephen Colbert. Scene. So so now to 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 the tune of I want to sex you up the same campaign that was telling you how healthy and sexy you'd be after getting the shots has the the boy band shots now telling you they're going to shoot you up Who's going to lick the grandma? I just fa- 
have a definite ending to any of these. <laughs> the vaccine. Really, to Ava Maria, they're ruining some of the greats here. They really are. Taking it to another level. Ruining some of the greats. That guy, that's the wiener. I don't want your spike protein factory. I don't, again, I don't want your DARPA defense driven bioweapons in my body at all. Not even a little bit. Sorry, Steven. The vaccine. So let's stop with the salt and pepper uh, parody. And let's talk about antibodies and herd immunity. They weren't interested in natural immunity at all which would be herd immunity, and that you actually created antibodies. At first, they acted like, yes, okay, we're going to take the blood and plasma of those that have tested positive for the antibodies, and we're going to give people uh, monoclonal antibodies that we make out of this, all right? And then that actually seemed to work. And then those same people that were donating were told to get the shot multiple times. And they lied to you and said that it was going to create more antibodies. And someone tried to make that argument to me. They are ridiculous. They have no idea what they're talking about. Let's talk about Let's talk about Vax. And by the way, the, the, the craziest thing about this whole vaccine thing, these weren't vaccines. They were gene therapy injectables. Bare minimum. CRISPR tech. That's what they were. Okay, that's what they were. That's what they are. They changed the definition. Let's talk about Let's talk about the vaccine. I mean, you got goats with goat horn. First of all, you, you can't really see it on the screen, but if you look, the body is actually part of the needle. All right, right, or the head's attached to the needle as a neck, and then it's got two more um, needles coming out of its head. So you, so you have like goats with, <laughs> with vaccine horns as they want to give you a wiener schnitzel type song. Thank you. And there it is. He's got the Wiener Schnitzel in his hand as a conductor piece. Uh, once again, spreading the lie that somehow if you got 
jabbed with this stuff that you were going to stop the spread or you couldn't get sick. Total lies. Eddie Mush. Graphics get paid by the minute, right? Is that why they're so long? The vaccine. So this is Simon and Garfunkel, obviously. And if you noticed, you can see over here that they've snuck in some LGBTQ plus stuff. It says whatever on both of the bathrooms, right? So the up and down and sideways. So they'll sneak that in. And even Stephen Colbert is admitting that these things are hackneyed and terrible, much like his show, much like his show. And by the way, the, the masks never left, did it? They told you they were going to leave. That's, that's what people would say to me. Oh, Jason, don't worry. After the hate and lies shots, you're going to be able to take off your mask. Nope. Nope. No, you kiss, you probably won't die. Still here? <laughs> the vaccine. Oh, the proclaimers. Lovely. When we poke you, well, we know you're going to be, you're going to be safe from COVID infecting you. Not true. <laughs> when you go out, yeah, I know you're going to hug. You're going to hug and not worry. It might kill you. Wasn't worried. I was hugging before. The vaccine. And here it is. This is it. This is his big return dance number. This is where the real shame comes in. And then we're gonna we're gonna do the B-52s subvariant Jimmy Fallon video. But this is it. This is his big moment. This is when he can't be outdone by animations. Shameless. And by the way, you notice that there's dudes in eye makeup too. So it couldn't just be dudes. Understand? It's dudes in eye makeup. I mean, think think about how wild all this is. Think how they stuck all this in at the same time. Dudes in eye makeup are are dancing with Stephen Colbert to try to make you take Defense Department bioweapons.
I'm just at a loss, man. This is our culture. You're supposed to like be for this. Like dudes in sparkly high heel outfits. I mean, look at look at the traditional terrible fat guy right here with it with a huge second chin clapping away at this. He looks like like a a, a more fit younger Michael Moore, and he's all for it. He he loves dudes in high socks in vaccine dresses and headgear in makeup and sparkling high heels telling him to take a hate and lie shot while dancing with Stephen Colbert. I want to throw up. Awful. Awful. And he's getting applauded for it. Who are these people? And 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 they said it couldn't get any longer. Uh, I just ugh. All right. You wanted it, you're going to get it. Here here's the latest. Here's the song and with Jimmy Fallon. Are you ready? Here we go. From this guy to Fallon. There was Alpha, then Delta, then Omicron next. But this latest variant might be the best. It's XBB.1.5. Another friend of COVID-19 has arrived. It's a new strain, but it isn't the same. Sounds more like Elon Musk. By the way, um, they tossed the guy from UB40, the main singer guy, out of the band because he wouldn't take the. Let's let's look it up live. They tossed that guy because he wouldn't take the the hate and lie shot. UB40 uh, fires singer. So like get to that right there. Uh, had to retire from the band following a health scare because he wasn't going to take it. Uh, there it is right there. They, they got rid of the guy. Wise man saying. <laughs> Great cover because he wouldn't take the hate and lie shot. All right. I mean, he had suffered a stroke in August 2020. He didn't want to take it. Got to retire. Okay, got 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 to go. Just and by the way, that they reached out many years ago, UB40. They'd seen some Jason Burma stuff. And I think via Twitter, actually, I, you know, I, I don't want to search my DMs uh, right now, but I bet you I could bring that up. Let's see if I can find it in a second. And uh, we're going to go back to Jimmy Fallon and just, you know, his awesome performance. Put on your mask when you're inside a facility. It could be a robot from a Star Wars trilogy. It's Just awful. Awful. Again, fear mongering, continuing, wanting you boosted, wanting you take 
uh, hate and lies. Meanwhile, here, this is uh, the World Economic Forum. Let's turn the, the damn music down on this. Um, gene editing technology will allow us to redesign whole organisms, all species. That's what they want to do. That's the, that's the real deal. This could enhance every aspect of our existence from human health. Isn't that lovely? They're always looking out for us. To materials, fashion, and zero waste economy. Isn't that great? And th this person, hold on, we got to bring turn this up because they they tell you straight straight up what this is going to be. Okay, let's just do that. Zero waste. Speaking, economy. we're talking about improving biology and redesigning organisms for beneficial purposes. It's going to allow us to not just edit genomes, but also uh, and importantly, write a new code for life. We'll have right level permissions. We already started to see some of that this year. COVID-19 vaccines, they make use of engineered code in the form of messenger RNA. So, so right there. <laughs> I, you couldn't talk about this. You could, defense driven bioweapons, not vaccines. Okay, that mRNA, right level permissions, Genetic code altering. And that right here, they're telling you diminished reality, augmented reality. I mean, once they get the bio nanobots that Kurzweil wants in you, then they can just shut off your senses and give you, you know, a forced different reality. We might have to bring up that clip. Here, they're telling you to just get rid of people. Okay, we cut out unwanted people from our virtual lives. <laughs> What's on the horizon are diminished reality glasses that look very much like what I'm wearing um, that would allow you to remove things from your point of view, from your view, whether that's garbage uh, or other people. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Just garbage or other people. Garbage or uh, that's how they feel about you. Garbage or other people. So you know what? Let's do this. Let's... Uh, take a look let's see if we can find uh let's see let's see if we can find what we need to find here i don't know if we're going to possibly find some kurzweil where he tells you that we're going to just shut off your biology we're just shutting off your biology we're gonna we're gonna give you a virtual reality that's what that's how we that's how we does it let's type in kurz and find out if we can find that play that clip for everybody that's in the D drive. Maybe we need to look in. Oh, there's the overpopulation curse. Well, so many files, folks. By the way, uh, I do want to remind everybody we do this Monday through Friday. And, uh, or I'm sorry, Monday through Thursday, not Friday. Take a little time off on Friday. I, I've got to decompress I'm doing two hour shows four days a week and then going on other shows like I do as well. Now we're searching the E drive. Come on. I mean, we don't have some some more Kurzweil. Maybe I got to look up Ramona. Maybe it's Ramona. That's a good one. That's that's where he Kurzweil tells you about his lovely alter ego. He's the best. In fact, maybe I'll just turn this drive, put this drive in, because I know that I got some Kurzweil in there, and maybe it's it's named. While we uh, search those, okay, which is uh, what we do here live. I want to. Uh, you can hear that drive coming in. Let's see what we got. Curse. Now I know we will find it. There's the age of spiritual machines. There's the overpopulation myth. Let's see if we got Ramona on this. 
man, I need to, it's got to, it's got to be in my trans folder, right? My trans to trans folder. There it is. Trans species. Perfect. Okay. So here it is. Kurzweil talking about Ramona and his alter ego and basically this virtual universe. And this is, you know, another example of the uh, transhuman agenda really being uh, a transgender or I'm sorry, transgender agenda really being a transhuman one. Who is Ramona? Well, this is a, a project that started a number of years ago. Uh, she's a female, uh, she's my female alter ego, and we'll have virtual bodies in these virtual reality environments, particularly when it's through the nervous system. When we have uh, nanobots in our brains that can shut down the signals coming from our real senses, replace them with the signals that your brain would be receiving if you were in the virtual environment, then it'll feel like you're in that virtual environment. Mm. Your body doesn't have to be the same body that you have in real reality. A couple could become each other, for example. And, it's all, and so I wanted to demonstrate how you could do that. So, you know, th this is Ramona and this is his female alter ego. But, but again, take note, we're not talking about glasses here. We're not just talking about Neuralink inter, uh, interfaces in your brain implanted. All right, that are interacting. We're talking about injectable technology that shuts off your nervous system and creates a virtual reality that gets rid of the garbage or other people around. Isn't that nice? Virtual reality, you can be who you want to be, and you can be where you want to be and with whom you want to be. Virtual reality. Look at Ray's voice. Like, 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 let's bring it back. Look at Ray's eyes when he's saying this. You know, I've, I've watched Kurzweil speak before. A lot of people have, look at look how excited he is to bat his eyes as he was a virtual female. You know, let's let's get right in there. Let's get right in there. Let people see Ray. You can be who you want to be, and you can be where you want to be, and with whom you want to be. Oh, with whom you want to be? Hmm. I'm sexy Ramona. Ramona Kurzweil. Virtual reality. You can be someone else. You don't have to be the same boring person all the time. I mean, you all have these personalities inside you that don't quite fit with your bodies in real reality. So basically, most people just like kill them all off. Some people don't actually keep any of their personalities, which reminds me of some of my old boyfriends. Some of her old boyfriends. But that's another story. Oh, it's it. Look at it. It's all smirkles. There's that smirkles again. And remember, one of the big followers of Kurzweil, uh, the most powerful transgender person on the planet, in my opinion, wrote from transgender to transhuman, where in the very beginning, uh, Martine Rothblatt advocates for billions of sexes and tells you there are not two sexes. And uh, if you consider that, it will be just as unfair as South Africa's now abolished practice of stamping black or white on people's ID card. And of course, the baby's genitals, according to Rothblatt in this very first chapter, are an accident. And these, these people never want billions of people. They want you to accept their agenda as they create two forms of transhumanism, the one that will enslave you, right? And then the one that will extend their life. And then this idea of augmenting your sex is really augmenting your biology to get you to step in what is eventually the virtual realm 
which is uh, questioned here in this document, NASA document, when it will begin, but the ultimate goal of it. You know, this is page 71, but let's go to like, where is it right here? They knew in 2020, uh, the bio nano era would begin. They don't know how long that lasts. The virtual era is the era they want to bring in. And it goes even beyond what Kurzweil just talked about, Reed. Reed, that guy's part of Calico, Google's immortality division, and he's authored books on the singularity and the age of spiritual machines and uh, creating new entities that will convince us they have consciousness. And Martine Rothblatt is telling you what, in the 1990s and 1997, unzipped genes, that they're going to take hold of biology as well. This is why the traditional nuclear family is under attack. This is why they want to give autonomy to your children. This is the real agenda right now. And we have been part of a massive psychological warfare campaign that continues today via entertainment. That's why we spent so much uh, time on it. Want to hit a couple more stories before we wrap it up here, okay? <sighs> Will Harry's comments on Andrew ruin his tight bond with Eugenie? Duke becomes the first royal to criticize Duke of York's links to Jeffrey Epstein in public, despite close friendship with his daughter. Um, so many people want to hop on this train of going after Harry and Meghan and their attention whores and blah, blah, blah. I don't even care. It's not something I usually talk about, but I'm not going to be part of that bullshit narrative. You know, Harry is one of the few people that's spoken out against the ridiculous system that is the royal family. And he should be disavowing Andrew for his Epstein ties. A duh. A duh. So I hate that it dominates any part of the media, but I'm glad that, you know, Harry is speaking out against, you know, these people. Period. Uh, Musk asked to upcoming fraud trial with Tesla shareholders to move to Texas, claiming San Francisco jurors will be biased against him after he sacks um, 50% of. Twitter workers. I'm following this case. I wonder if he's going to get a change of venue because I look at what's happening in DC with Biggs and Atario and you know these other trials of the January 6th defendants, and they can't get a fair shake in DC. No one's moving those trials. Maybe on appeal, some of them might get moved. But uh, the reason I'm really watching this is I, I want to see what kind of treatment he gets. I want to see if he gets that movement. He is a billionaire. He might, he might not something to keep an eye on. Uh, and I think that that is going to uh, wrap it up other than uh, two two stories I had, okay? Uh, one of them is this right here, Annie Jacobson. When we talk about January 6th, still no pipe bomber. And this is the uh, FBI Washington field office now offering $500,000 for the pipe uh, bomber. And she points out, given how ubiquitous biometric surveillance systems are in the area, it boggles the mind that the pipe bomber has not been identified. She, she's basically ca calling bullshit. Like, who is this person? If they legitimately haven't caught him, could he be a part of the signature reduction program? In fact, I, I believe it was that tweet the day after that article came out. It's how I found that article with her questioning even then, okay? Even then. And then uh, 15 years ago today, uh, the climate idiocy, James Hansen, and the Center for Biodiversity, which is still out there, right there, 138,000 followers, 
they get thousands of retweets and tens of thousands of likes on their tweets, team up to imply that sea levels would be 18 feet higher by 2017. 2017. Okay? You get it? You're being conned. And it's, it's by the way, did it because it says, Hansen, the NASA climate scientist. Oh, Jason, why do you always talk about NASA? Why do you show documents like that from NASA? That's why. Has repeatedly warned that merely keeping up the current pace of emissions for 10 more years will irreversibly alter the Earth's climate. If sea levels rise 18 feet or more, a large proportion of the world's human population will be displaced or worse. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. So NASA bullshit, the tip of the iceberg. Just, I mean, come on. Let's grow up. Let's be adults. Red Voice Media, I hope that you enjoyed the show. I want to thank everybody that's come over to Premium and is supporting me. We could not do it without you. I want to remind you, this broadcast is not about left or right. It will always be about right and wrong. We will point out the false narratives coming from all sides. And we must band together, in my humble opinion, to challenge every single bit of the great narrative being pushed by this very real great reset agenda. So let's become the great resistance together. I love you guys, and I will see you all on the flip side tomorrow morning or Mixed Martial Mindset this afternoon. Talk later.